and welcome to the Arrow Panel, episode 35. We've got a uh, short little mini episode here for you today. Just yeah, it's a, bite size. Yeah, just a quick preview of the 8th Konami Arcade Championship. I am Dalton Runberg, aka Blue Chow. And this is Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. So, yeah, we just, uh, with KAC coming up this weekend, we thought we'd get a little short episode here out for you uh, ahead of time, so you can learn what to expect coming this weekend for KAC. Yeah, the rules and kind of the presentation for the whole thing are a little confusing, mostly because it's in Japanese, and <laughs> if you don't speak Japanese you and you didn't watch all of their live streams and you can't read their website, then you kind of don't really know what's going on. Uh, we may have just done a little bit of research before this episode to figure out exactly what, what's up. You know, um, sent a few DMs. Yeah, just, hey, dude, do you, do you have any idea what how this rule these rules work? What's going on? Um, but if you do want to watch, uh, it will be, for those of us in the U.S., it'll be on uh, Saturday, January 26th, uh, starting at 8.45 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. It's uh, 11.45 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, I think that's the um, that's when things start for, for the tournament in general. I think DDR no, or DDR is at one forty five uh, p.m. Right, right, and yeah, and at eight forty five is uh, for us is yeah, because the we're DDR behind. Tournament. Right, time zones. Yeah, and, and those clocks. Japan's Roger. in the future. It's <laughs> it's hard to keep track of. Yeah, it really is. Um, and you'll be able to watch that on Konami's. Um, YouTube channel. They'll have a live stream. Uh, we'll tweet out a link for it, um, so you can keep an eye on our, our Twitter feed uh, for that. But also, they actually have the, the links up now. Yeah. If you uh, if you go to the they know the, what they're doing. If you go to the KAC website, find the the schedule of games. They have a little link there for uh, the YouTube channel, and that'll take you straight to the uh, the live stream. And if you want to watch the other tournaments, of course, you've got. Other Bimani games that yes. Konami is showcasing here for the their tournament, and I think Ubeat is the first tournament on that day. So if you want to start a couple hours <laughs> earlier, you can watch the Ubeat tournament. Um, but of course, I think the the thing that everyone wants wants to hear about is who's playing in the tournament. Yeah, we've got Chris and Jeff, aka I am Chris for life, versus Funga. Or not necessarily versus. Not, okay, not necessarily versus, but... Um, and Funga. Yeah. Chris um, for Life and Funga. Representing the United States. And then uh, from West Japan, uh, in the West Japan finals, or uh, semifinals, I guess, was uh, Yudai. Before that was the East Japan semifinals. Brosoni took that one. Yeah. He missed out on KC last year. He did, although he did some commentary. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. <clears throat> it's good to see him back, back in the scene. Uh, and then from... South Korea, Fafems, of course, uh, reigning champ, and uh, 513 from the uh, Asia region. So those are the six competitors. Uh, and you may be thinking to yourself, how are they going to run a bracket tournament with six people? And why did they choose six people? Yeah. It... We have an answer for the first question. <laughs> for the second question, we have no answer. Uh, yeah, so the way that they're going to run it is uh, they're going to randomly assign matchups against each other. Uh, so somebody is going to have to play Chris first round, because Chris seeded first uh, overall. So it's supposedly it's just going to be a random drawing. So somebody's getting short straw there and has to go against Chris first round. 
but the winner of that will get a buy in the next round, essentially. Yeah, it's if you look at the graph, which you can't because this is an audio uh, <laughs> podcast, that basically there's a, a sort of like mini tournament bracket on the left, and then on the right, it's just one match with Chris versus someone. And we don't know who that someone is, and we don't know what the, the brackets can look like at all. Like Dalton just said, it's random, except for the fact that someone's going to face Chris, and then whoever wins that is going to play the final match between the winner of the other side of the bracket. Yeah, so that's going to be, yeah, it'll be two rounds for that one. So if you if somebody somehow manages to be Chris, they at least get to skip a round. You know, it's possible. And I, I think that if you look at the way things work in this tournament, it's the match rules, for some reason, the way they design this tournament is they have these matches, these tournament matches, with cumulative EX score. Mm-hmm. So you play two songs, I think, right? Yes. Uh, each person picks a song. Don't know who plays what song first or who gets to pick which song first because you can't pick the same says that you can't pick the same difficulty of the same song. So I believe, you know, if somebody picks Pluto Relinquish Challenge, you could potentially pick Pluto Relinquish Expert or, you know, same for, right. you know, any of the 19s. Um, and you can't pick the same difficulty of the same song in multiple rounds. Um, so you might want to, you know, save your, your good songs for the finals, perhaps. Um, so there's a little bit of strategy involved there, but, but yeah, the EX, the cumulative EX score, uh, is kind of unfortunate here, I think. Yeah, because it really doesn't make sense with this match kind of style. Cumulative EX score made a lot of sense in the, in the 2017 KAC where it was everyone playing the same set of songs Mm -hmm. and then basically the, tur- the the tournament winner was the person who got the highest score on everything. Yeah. Um, for this, it kind of doesn't make sense because you can lose the match even if you win your song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just comes down to who got more Marvelouses on both songs. Yeah, so the reason why this isn't particularly great is because it really limits what songs are viable for the tournament. Um, Basically just 19s. Yeah, 19s and maybe a handful of 18s, uh, like Dead End Groove Rider Special, and maybe like Over the Period Expert or something. Um, you know, the the, the higher end uh, 18s. That, because, you know, if you have to play a song, it you know, if you pick a 17 or something, all these players are going to get around the same score, maybe within like a 50 EX difference or something. Right. Um, but you know, if the other person then picks a 19, like you're probably going to have a much bigger spread there. Right. Because no one can do 19s except for Chris, Jeff, FMs and Brosoni. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And even there, there's, there's some separation, I think. Um, so yeah, it just, it, it's kind of disappointing because it really limits this to the, the very highest of difficulties, which I guess may be kind of the point. Yeah. It's that... the point of the tournament is to show off case show off konami's equipment and their games and basically say here's how hard our games get and here's how much people care about our games yeah here's how like totally crazy people are that (laughs) they will sit here and grind this video game for 20 years so they can do this yeah as i mean as we've mentioned before uh casey is held at konami's booth at the uh 
Japanese Arcade Entertainment Expo. Uh, so it is essentially a marketing yeah. tool. Uh, it you know it's literally held all you know all the other arcade companies are there showing off their new products and stuff too. So it's a uh, it's a big advertisement basically, which is kind of explains the weird rules. Um, and one of the things they're going to be advertising is their new cabinet. Oh yes. So they they basically designed a new DDR machine. Which appears to be based on the Dance Rush design. It's, yeah. It looks like a Dance Rush cabinet with a DDR pad. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, KC is going to be held on this machine that nobody has played on before. That's kind of like a the wizard kind of situation uh, where yes. they just kind of reveal this new thing at the end. Play Super Mario Brothers 3? Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Um, yeah, so that may present some issues. Um, I don't know that anybody was particularly thrilled about that. Yeah. It's, it, again, it's kind of hype for everybody to like see this new machine debuted. Maybe. And why would they not do it? Yeah. Because when they, they want to show everyone that they made something new so that people can buy it. Yeah. Um, well. People in Japan can buy people it. People in Japan can buy it. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, the tournament is on Sunday in Japan. So maybe it'll be on display Saturday and people can kind of test it out then. Yeah, I think that last year they got like to test out the machine a little bit. So they'll probably at least get to play on it once. Yeah, it's it's interesting that even in the the rules there aren't a lot of rules that it, it specifically lays out, but it does very specifically say that the distance from the body of the cabinet to the pads is 60 centimeters, which is about 2 feet. Um, but also the new cabinet has a much larger screen than we than we're used to. Yeah, it has a and, 55 inch screen, and it's it's uh, completely vertical. It's not angled, which is going to make a difference. Yeah, you know, I I I think that there's a lot that the angle of the screen gives us. Like it kind of makes things seem like it's on hallway in ITG mm, or something. Yeah. And them changing that's going to change the way speed mods work, and especially the size of the screen. If if they don't increase the resolution of the game which they probably won't, if it's still 720p like DDR Ace is right now, it's just going to be the game stretched up to be even bigger, mm -hmm. and the sp speed mods that we were using are going to seem different, you know? So I think that's going to be the probably the biggest concern of the players, is that they'll, they'll be playing Egoism 440 Challenge on 1.5, and it might look really fast. Yeah, maybe, yeah, 660 you know, it's already pretty fast on the cabs. And right. if you're playing on unfamiliar equipment, um, you know, I think especially for somebody like Chris, who's pretty particular about his playing environment. Right. Um, he pretty much only plays on one cab on one side. At uh, one arcade. At one arcade, you know. Um, it might be a challenge for him to adapt. So that may give somebody like Funga a, you know, a little bit of an edge. Yeah, that's because true. Because he's, he's more... Uh, he, he can adapt to that kind of thing. And he doesn't actually read as fast as Chris to begin with. That's true. Um, so, you know, maybe that'll give him an edge. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe all DDR tournaments should be held on brand new, brand new, brand new cabinets. <laughs> Just, yeah, throw, throw a curveball in there. But, uh, yeah, it'll be exciting to see. And it may even be on potentially a new mix. It looked like kind of in the teaser image, some people photoshopped it a little bit brightened it and uh yeah it looks like it's it's basically 
DDR-A 20th Anniversary Edition. Right. And it's, or A20 it's, or something some, like that. Something along those lines. A2.0. Yeah, so you know, the theme may be different. Maybe they implemented new speed mods. Maybe, you know, it, who yeah, knows? It's, like, it's possible. Or, or they might not even reveal the new version until after the tournament. Like, that's That's true. probably the the nicest thing. Mm-hmm. The, I, it, the ideal scenario for them, I assume, would be that they would not reveal the new mix until afterward, but would play the current version of the software on the new cabinet. That's true. Yeah, I mean, but who knows? Yeah, it's, you never it's know. Konami. And, and it is a marketing thing, right? Yeah. So maybe they will just have them play it on the new gold DDR, and, and the sync will be all different, everyone's going to get a million grades or something. Yeah. Who knows? Deal with it. I, I guess this isn't exactly the first time this has happened. Maybe for DDR, but apparently this happened at... World Pump Fest a couple years ago, they debuted a new cabinet there, and they were wow. basically just like, "Hey, here, play on this new thing." Wow. So uh, yeah, it's a good idea for them. It's a questionable idea for the players. But yeah. and and speaking of pump, a uh, new new version of pump just came out in Korea. So Fafems has apparently been playing that quite a bit. The new uh, pump, also twentieth anniversary edition XX. So, it seems like DDR and Pump came out around the same time. Yeah. Or, that seems like kind of a strange coincidence. So weird. Uh, but yeah, so who knows how much Fafems has been, you know, practicing for DDR. You know, I don't think he's been streaming a lot. Uh, yeah, he's, it's, it's, he, it seems like he might go into a little bit of a secret mode yeah, before true. KAC. True. Everybody gets kind of... Yeah, they try to hide their scores. Yeah, exactly. like they don't want anyone to know what they're doing, even though you can see like high scores everywhere. Could you imagine like you're about to get a world record on something and you're like, no, I don't want people to see. And so you just like miss the last arrow. Oh, man. I can't imagine doing that. But I'm not at the level of these yeah. guys. Maybe it's not that important to them. Um, but yeah, should be should be exciting. So I think that the most exciting thing about the gold cab or the, the new cabinet is that they're still making stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really cool the fact that they're Making a new machine. Hopefully, we'll get a bunch of new machines here, or even at at the very least, Japan's going to get some new machines. Last time I was there, I was like, "Can't find a DDR machine." It would be nice if there was like twice as many. <laughs> of course, that doesn't really help anyone in America, but I think at least round one we'll get get some. Yeah. Hopefully, ho- David Buster's will. Yeah, we'll just have to see, or maybe yeah, we'll get some of the old machines from. Asia will get shipped over here. Yeah. Uh, after after arcades there get the new gold ones, we may get the leftovers. Just kind of what happened with like what the old extreme cabs. Like yeah, whatever how... works. You yeah. know, like whatever gets as long as we DDR get more into machines. more locations. Yeah, but I mean, it, it kind of makes sense for them to switch to the uh, dance rush kind of style cabinet. It probably cuts down production costs if they're right. if they're going to continue producing dance rush machines. They can use the same body. For Dance Rush and for DDR, just slap some different decals on there, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then just swap out the pads or, you know, potentially you can convert old Dance Rush machines if you just, maybe you can just get new pads. Yeah. I mean, my, my personal, guess, personal guess is that DDR will outlast Dance Rush. Um, I hope it does. Yeah. So. So maybe that'll happen. But I, th- I think the, the tournament... Overall, it, it's going to be pretty cool to watch. It, it always is. I'm really hoping that one of our guys wins because Fafem's got his uh, turn in the spotlight again last year. And uh, I'd, I'd like to see Chris or Jeff take it. 
It, it would be nice to see Funga win because he hasn't won yet. Yeah, he's got third the past two years. But, I mean, some of the scores that he gets are insane. Yeah. And he, he I has, could see he, it. He, I could see him beating yeah, Chris he, and he, Fefems. Yeah, he has a consistency. And like I was saying earlier about, uh, you know, ability to adapt. Right. Um, so those things may very well come into play here. I don't know much about Udai, mm-hmm. uh, so I can't comment on that. But Brosoni, I, I feel like everyone who's involved in this tournament, they're, they know what the strategy is. And it's going to be interesting to see the songs that they pick. Yeah, I mean, it'll. It's it's kind of unfortunate, but I think it really will come down to kind of what some of those matchups are. Yeah, and especially because it's basically random. Like if it's like Brosoni versus Udai or Brosoni versus. Yeah, I, I mean, potentially, you know, like Fafems could get seeded against Chris in the first round, right? You know, or you know. And then they could just have like a. You know, like a crappy draw or something yeah so it it'll be interesting but you still got a couple days to uh if you're listening to this uh right away you got a couple days to plan your watch party maybe try and get some of your you know local arcade crew together yeah we're gonna have one here and watch the uh watch the tournament together and uh you know root on the home team whoever that may be or don't. <laughs> if you like Fafems better, you can do that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> or Brosoni. Brosoni's yeah. a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> just uh, I, I love his replies to people on Twitter. It's just always very positive. Yeah. He's, you know, I'd be happy for anybody to win. Honestly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's it for uh, our quick little KC preview. Um, also want to mention that the Genesis 6... So Genesis, the big uh, fighting game major, is happening in Oakland on February 1st, 2nd, I think, and 3rd. Yep. And they're having a DDR Extreme tournament there. So if uh, anyone hasn't heard about this and they're in the area, come show up to that. Yep. That'll uh, be, the uh, DDR tournament will be on February 2nd, and right. there's going to be a tech tournament and freestyle. And you can still sign up for the DDR tournament, even though you can't sign up for the fighting game tournament still? Yes, you just need a, a spectator pass, essentially, right. uh, so it's even cheaper. And then uh, I think it's just like 10 bucks to enter DDR or something. It's not like $60 like it is for all, you know Smash and all those other games. Exactly. Stuff, so. Always good to the, the idea that DDR has been in so many fighting game tournaments lately. It's just uh, a really good omen for the future, I think. Yep. I think that's all for today. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple days. Yeah, hopefully that's the plan uh, with a, a recap of KAC and uh, potentially talking about some other stuff. Uh, also another quick shout for Life 4. Um, this has been rolling along uh, Life 4 DDR ranking system that we talked about last episode. Uh, there's like 250 entrants now. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, there's about 15 people already in Cobalt 3, which is the, the highest rank uh, available right now. Jeez. Um, I need to get a move on with that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you haven't haven't gotten involved with that yet, check it out. Um, you can also follow Ben Madsen, who's running that at Ben Madsen Gaming on Twitter. And there's a Facebook page for it and a Discord. And we have a Facebook page and a Twitter and a Discord at SF Evolved. Yeah, just subscribe to as many possible Twitter accounts and... <laughs> Everything as you just as make you your can. whole timeline DDR. That's what I do. I mean, it's really it's what you want. I I just want DDR scores and food pictures. Yeah, maybe some jokes. That's really that's really all I want to see. And the latest uh, 
uh, brand so, news, soft drink news. Yeah, just you know. Also, some news, important news: new Diet Coke flavors. We've got blueberry acai and strawberry guava coming out to join the existing lineup of feisty cherry, twisted mango. Uh, blood orange and uh, ginger lime. Twisted Mango is my favorite Smash player. Yeah, it's player. my favorite one. No, he's my favorite Smash player. Oh, really? Twisted Mango. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. So check those out. You can find more details at uh, dietcoke.com. <laughs> and uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Arrow Panel. As always, thank you for listening and thank, thank you for, for playing. playing.